You're listening to Noise Extra. I'm Gray Holger, here with my co-host Tara Connolly. Hello. And Mike Connolly. Hello. And today, we are diving back into the realm of Ground Fault. And back into the world of Contagious Orgasm, a favorite around here. Absolutely. Thought it'd be a cool follow-up for the Japanese-American Noise Treaty episode to do an artist from the Japanese-American Noise Treaty. And as Mason discussed, in his mind, Contagious Orgasm was a strange pick to include purposefully, wanting to Mm -hmm. pick something that was going to be a little different than everything else on the Japanese CD. And that track is so incredible. We want to cover so many of the Ground Fault CDs. And it feels like, actually, last we're sort of repeating January in a way, because we talked to Mason Jones last January. We did a Pure CD last January, and we did Ground Fault. Oh, my I, God. Maybe that was in... We, we talked to Eric in January, and that came out in February. So right. we're just restarting the year. But with series like Pure and Ground Fault, it is important to cover them and cover the wide range that they look at not just series three stuff and not just series one stuff. We got a series two going here, ladies and gentlemen. And even, even contagious orgasm, Hiroshi Hashimoto is unpredictable within his own project because you don't know what you're going to get. You know, it will be amazing production and layers and atmospheres and textures and feelings, but But truly, sometimes all the sound drops out and you're left with the most sparse recording you can imagine. And then sometimes it's just so inundated with sound, you can barely tell what's happening. It's really an exciting project. And I'm looking forward to talking about the CD. Normally, we would say, hey, before we get into that, let's talk about recent listening. But not today. Our recent listening is going to be over on the Patreon after the episode. So... The Extra Noise Extra segment will be our listening as well as our viewing. That will be what will follow today's discussion on this incredible CD for the patrons. So head on over there to hear what we've been hearing and hear what we've been viewing. Yeah, the option was thrown around for us to either have a contagious orgasm or possibly, you know, discuss the nature of of that particular event. Personally, uh, I would like to just hear Tara have an orgasm. Oh, I that's don't well, know if oh my. I need everyone oh, else wow. hearing that. So <laughs> we put a damper on that one and well, I, I get to hear every, that in private. Well, I was just thinking everybody should, you know, go do your homework for that one, everyone, the, and, and see what you think it is. Exactly. Everyone should just go do their homework for the extra segment today Yeah, and see if you can contagiously unlock inf- someone else with an orgasm but before we do get into the cd a quick word from our sponsor now available on oxen records incapacitance oxen man's uneasiness cd newest studio recordings from arguably the most important group in noise history pushing the boundaries of their enduring style nbdy woods and wires cd superior harsh noise cut up from czech republic title still available dressing from the body to the door Scum, unsustainable social condition, necessary downfall. Leah P. Surviving the Familiar. Available at oxenrecords.bigcartel.com. Thirsty Teeth is the piece that starts off this CD and sets the tone, which will be, uh, you know, 
tracks in the eight minute range. It's about, about where we're at with the <laughs> seven, eight minutes on a lot of these pieces. Only one of them clocking in at four minutes. And right from the get go, I mean, we've talked about contagious orgasm a, f- a few times in different, you know, we've been recent listening, done an episode. But one of the things that always keeps me returning to his work is the diversity and the anything goes nature of it. And that comes down to the title of this CD, the flow of sound without parameter. And that's always stuck with me. It's like an interesting way to title an album, but also it has impacted how I think about contagious orgasm because he has no rules. There's no, there's really nothing's off limits within Contagious Orgasm's compositions. And here, Flo also refers to there's a lot of use of water sounds and thunder and to all sorts of different things thrown in that we'll address in each track. But Thirsty Teeth starts right off with it with that, that sort of ocean field recording and thunder. And looking at the liner notes, it says field recorded in Chemnitz, Germany, June 2000. And mastered at Cool Anatomy, December 2000. Cool Anatomy, of course, being the Contagious Orgasm studio. But what, what are these field recordings? There's such a variety of sounds pulled on this record. There's so many different things that could come from anywhere. I, I would really love to have been sitting down for the mixing sessions for this. It would be really cool because there's a lot of field recordings, but then there's a lot of samples. So are some of the samples containing field recordings or you see what I'm saying? It's very confusing and, you know, really this, that reality myth, it is that reality myth. And to go back to getting re into this CD was a few years ago, pulled out the ground fault CDs here. And I couldn't have told you the last time I had put this, particular ground fault cd on and it was just one of those hey sounds you know what i don't know do not at all remember what this sounds like i'm throwing it on and i just re-fell in love with contagious orgasm Mm -hmm. from this cd dove fully into the world we were just all we were listening to is contagious orgasm here yes we did like a month of contagious orgasm and it's nonstop. and it's i'm so happy that, that Thirsty Teeth is the first track because it's so identifiable. And, you know, you hear those strings, you hear everything that happens on here, you hear the thunder and you know what's going to happen. You know, like it it's something that just stays with you. And even though, you know, when we first listened to it again after years of not listening to it, it was immediately back. It really was. And even the some of these samples, there's there's string samples and, and choral samples in this track. But just that reintroduction and re-diving into Contagious Orgasm is what led us to do the Confession of Mannequin mm-hmm. episode, which was an early tape. Even then, I knew that I wanted to eventually do this CD because it was a really important CD a few years ago for us in a number of ways. Not only getting back deeply into Contagious Orgasm, getting deeply back into Groundfall, and getting deeply into... Series one ground fault stuff, the field recording stuff. It all mixed together when we were rediscovering this CD. And I 
there is this quality that contagious orgasm has. And, and I think that we're, you know, this ineffable quality and we're going to yeah. all attempt to describe it. And it also, you know, bleeds over into, you know, his process as an artist. Like you can't find an interview with him. Like the only interview that we saw was again, the the one that we referenced in our last ep- episode, which was, you know, him having a beer with Joe Lawn and talking about Spotify. how much she likes beer. And what's yeah. also great is that just searching quickly, different contagious orgasm things. There's a description that comes up from a tape on, I can't remember the label. So pardon me. If you're listening, let us know. We're, be like, Hey, it's that. I wrote yeah, that description. That yeah. But in the description, it says, I picked up Hiroshi at the airport. And the first thing he says to me was, I'm Hiroshi and I like beer. So already we know (laughs) that when we do eventually hang out with Hiroshi, we're just going to get right along. It's going to be no problems at all. Be like, cheers and let's have a great time. You know, from from he doesn't over explain anything on his websites and his releases. There's not, you know, he's not like walking you through the process. Sure. He thanks his friends and he says where the field recordings were from, but nothing really more than that. And there aren't extensive interviews. I look for interviews in Japanese. I look for interviews in German and you get a few references, but not really. So, but, and I think it gives the works this I, I always, in my head, I think of it as romantic and I don't mean romantic, like sexual, I mean, romantic in terms of like idealism right. and thinking about passion and nuance and how, you know, even just hearing the sound of a child laughing in the distance while cups are clinking evokes feeling in you in, in its own, like very, very subtle way. And I think that's why contagious orgasm releases are so interesting it's because you don't know why you're having the feelings that you're having and you can't picture or at least i can't picture what the hell is going on or what's happening or the actual yeah there's pieces playing of this stuff i can't actually picture the process and 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 i love that yeah and you know sometimes you'll hear a loop and there this is very loop heavy Mm -hmm. on on this album but but even this first like thirsty teeth, I mean, just just that idea. Also, from somebody drinking beer, you're gonna are you waking up with thirsty teeth or the teeth thirsty when you're drinking or the teeth drinking? Boy, boy, Again, tell you what, I woke up with some thirsty teeth oh, the other day, and I think boy. you two also might have woken uh, up with some three. thirsty teeth. Well, we had a Woo. we had a great a great bonding <laughs> night, and all of us woke up with some thirsty teeth at various times of the evening. However. You know, just just those words and and, you know, these sounds like if you've heard it once, you're like, oh, this is that track immediately. And the the sample of the the soprano's voice is like very like Gabrielle Foray, like French romance. Like then you hear the bells and then loops and then everything absolutely drops out. And all you get is that bell. And then I love that part tense piano comes in and you know you think you're just going to keep going with that and if he had kept going with everything that had happened thus far i would have been happy but but instead you know it drops out and you feel like a ceremony is about to commence and you can hear that it's a thick metallic sound you know it's a thick bell it's not a tiny dinging bell and then that tension of the piano and it's so 
you know, the strings that then are dropped in, in, in little snippets are so soundtrack and everything just builds, builds, builds. And then you hear maybe footsteps. So right when you think you're only hearing mixed sounds and samples, you get those field recordings in there and it just humanizes everything. It really does. Yeah. The other thing that's sort of strange is the choir sounds early on and they sort of continue through the piece, but there's also outright female vocals right on this yeah which also lend a very strange atmosphere to it and i know what you're saying is you can't picture what's going on but also wherever whatever place this takes me to it's very it's very dreamlike there's no yes. logic yeah. to any mm-hmm. of it it's all very strange and jumbled and vaguely nostalgic and familiar but also you know when you when you're in your house but it's not your house in a dream like those sort of things like you know you're at work but yes. it doesn't look like your work right that contagious orgasm has that quality to it in the way that he mixes the familiar with the unsettling with the outright strange. And one thing about this CD also is that if you're not paying attention, it can be impossible to tell where the track splits are because right. mm-hmm. they end and a new sound starts, but that happens inside the tracks too. <laughs> Multiple times, right? Oh so, yeah, there's this one bird call that I swear it's on three different tracks. It feels like there's repeated yeah. s- sounds or at least manipulated differently throughout the CD. And Greg, I do know what you mean because Contagious Orgasm is incre- incredibly visual in a surreal dreamlike context. I just don't picture anybody performing this it doesn't feel performative it feels like it exists and where it takes me is not a studio this cd especially takes me out to these strange worlds similar places that the nord electronic initiation cd took me similar places to where a lot of contagious orgasm cds take me and right away, Thirsty Teeth is taking me there. And Tara, you're right. When those bells are bare and everything comes out and then the the storm and then it all starts coming back in, it's like, yeah, I am in for this CD and let's see where this takes us. And where it takes us is to soundtracks for your mission. Great the second offering on this disc. And we're back with water. There's some chimes. There's some drums, but then mixed with field recording. But then an actual rhythm starts to to form. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, we are deeply in the jungle. Maybe yeah. it's that same electronic jungle that Nord took me to, but we are there. That bass and those jungle drums. Yes. Love it. Here we are. Then it gets processed, though. That rhythm sort of devolves in in some strange way. And it also goes a place I, I wasn't expecting, given the sort of heaviness of the opening, which is those weird plinks and plonks that yep. start throughout the piece. To jungle vines. Oh, the clang. But see, I didn't think it sounded like a jungle bird. That's just me. It sounded to oh. me. It sounded like a. Oh yeah. Well, the that's jungle not bird a call is, back to the other. That's the, the reason we have thirsty the teeth. Was the jungle? Teeth. Oh man, that was a potent. Woo, several jungle birds. How I digress. <laughs> you know, it, it it to me was 
was very much a, a an everyday um city bird. Well, you are a little more in tune as to what birds sound like what. Gray and I are just going with the, I wrote seagulls. <laughs> yeah, I'm going I I'm going with birds that don't exist. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what I'm hearing. Yeah, who knows if it was even I, a bird, I but I don't know yes. what these Sounds Some sort of Cronenbergian bird. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I thought it sounded like a bird warning call. And there's the thing is too, and it's going to happen throughout. All these sounds keep getting placed on sounds that don't seemingly fit, and then it fits. And right when you get used to it, one of those layers is taken away. Again, and much the, like a dream. And 100%. all I'm thinking on this track is just listening to this. In headphones while you're walking around, really as the soundtrack for your mission, you know it because the the rhythmic elements are very driving and propelling you forward, and not not in in a super insistent way, but but at a steady pace. So listening to this while say walking is phenomenal. Oh, definitely. And then there's this point where these planes, or to me, it was planes flying away, taking off. Maybe you've been dropped into your mission, and now the plane's flying away. Kind of, we're kind of in Predator Land. We're kind of in Renee Harmon Jungle Trap Land. The, the planes <laughs> come in and then fly away and leave you for your mission. That's where I was, at least. And, and I was even picturing a field recording being taken of planes in Germany by Hiroshi. Maybe that is one of the field recordings because we think of field recordings as nature, but as we've heard in plenty, that could also include traffic. Like we hear in, in another great Gronfeld CD, uh, Bird Songs. By the Bird Sanctuary next to Tokyo. There we go. And yeah, you I can really hear love the, that. The, you know traffic and these sort of things. Afflux also does a great job of that sort of stuff. There's a record I think we'll be discussing in some capacity in February that is entirely composed of city field recordings. Definitely. Very cool. Very excited to discuss mm -hmm. that. And I'll discuss bird calls anytime you well, guys we want. Know. I mean, <laughs> just don't even mention it. And then we get to Dr. Barrett's Logic, the shortest piece on the disc at four minutes and four seconds. And I don't know if we've been dropped in the jungle for our mission. I'm not sure where we have wound up. I believe that Tara may have an inkling of an idea of where we might be landed on this track. Tara, where the heck are we? Are we in a house? Perchance we are in one hellish house from the legend of Hell House in 1973. Dr. Barrett was the physicist in the Hell House that had the contraption to collect uh, the specters therein, and you know, I I couldn't find the exact "this is a special moment" quote and all, things of that nature, but it does seem as though this is sampling the Legend of Hell House. Very possible, or inspired by the Legend of Hell House, because so that clanking, the electricity, the ghastly yes. nature of it, the building of tones, the eeriness, uh, the just absolute, you know, wild, uncertain tense mood i how do you make that electricity sound i love so it. great there's mm -hmm. a Halfler trio record dislocation that also has this similar 
like electric zap to it that I really enjoy. This one gave me bad sector vibes, which makes sense, I guess, because oh. of course they did a collaboration together. Yep. But oh, that's so good. That, their collaboration is so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the sample, uh, I didn't know where that came from, but I that's also been I don't know how long since I've seen Legend of Hell House. I'll have to. Right, and it might not review. be from that uh, as well. That, yeah, same, the electricity same. sound might not be the same. Last time I but saw great, it. I have a, a way that you can sample that sound because I do have uh, one of those, you know, toy electrocution hats, uh, and it makes various electrocution sounds. I don't think it's anywhere near as good as the way this sounds <laughs> no, because not as good. it truly has this frayed electrical wire sound, but then it slowly, or not even necessarily slowly, it gets put into some sort of loop and and morphed mm-hmm. in a way it does get looped and stuff piles on it's like the loop is getting slightly lengthened or a, like barely an overdub so to it while it's happening i think on some of the older samplers you could do that you could set a point at which to loop and then adjust and jog the uh, actual start and end of the sample while the loop was playing. So you could shift the segment of whatever file you had, you were sampling, whatever audio back and forth to increase the length of the loop or just slide it a little over a bit. What, what machine would be something that could do that? I think the, the older Akai samplers could definitely do it. I'd have to imagine the, the recent ones do. I have a, an S 4000 here. I have not tried doing that on though, but I know, I know there's, plenty of stuff that can do that i believe the cut up vocals on nine inch nails gave up remix on fixed was done by utilizing that feature on a sampler of taking the vocals and then skipping around the sample skipping around the sample so the vocals are cut up and just starting at random different points and playing different lengths but don't don't quote me on that well Well, we're going to you actually you just been on that but but it does give this a maze like quality. You know, you can you kind of get lost in this. And I and I found that this Dr. Bear's logic track was incredibly cinematic. It gives you an a maze like quality and an amaze like quality. Like amaze. I feel amazed by it. That is amazing. And I'm in a maze. Both. <laughs> yeah, I love the that I love when everything gets pulled away from the wires at one point near the end and it just gives you again like tara said there's all these points where things get pulled away and you're in this bare area those parts of the tracks i get really into and then get really tense about what's going to come next because i don't know because you really don't know as many times as you hear it again there's a lot of sounds on this that like tara said you hear those sounds you immediately oh this contagious orgasm we're in this is happening we're in a contagious orgasm album but it doesn't mean that you're aware of what's coming next. Yeah, and you you think you know the rules, and then the rules change, just like SSSM. You think you know what it stands for, and then it changes. It's going to keep changing. We come up to one of my favorite pieces on this disc, Hacking the Reality Myth. This is, I mean, the best way I could describe it is a clusterfuck. <laughs> It's so all over the place. It's such a head trip, confusing. There's that heartbeat. There's 
the piano from the first piece kind of returning again, the, the use of samples or a similar instrumentation on this. There's a sort of sci-fi warp thing. There's the breakbeat and horn section, which is total insanity. This one, uh, while I was listening to it, I, I felt like I was changing channels between like Lawnmower Man, Strange Days, and like, a random daytime soap opera with the the tone of the music and the strangeness of the just the juxtaposition of these different sounds that there's there's typing at the end of it there's that that melody that's sampled there's so much stuff going on in this piece and it's disorienting if nothing else it really is and tara you think you possibly may have uncovered where this inspiration for this track came from yeah if it's not a direct sample on that wild rhythmic part then it it certainly seems to be a reference of it gray are you into goa trance no i do have a friend that loves this stuff but so there was a a psi harmonics volume three compilation called hacking the reality myth from 1996 uh on polygram records and i i think that the sample in here it sounds very very much like what's happening on a few of the tracks on that album and i and i think that if it wasn't inspired then then it is actually a a sample of of what's happening there because but again it's really cool the the yeah, album we listened to the, uh, i was like this sounds awesome like i, I love it this and sounds that's great. another another point where hiroshi hashimoto he'll go psychedelic he'll do something that you definitely we're not expecting like if you ask me what hacking the reality myth i you know i was thinking this is going to be a book this is going to be some some other philosophical principle but it's it's a go a dance compilation from again something that would be relatively recent to when this was being made and certainly her issues into techno and yeah. trans obviously these things would find their way into contagious orgasm stuff. But this track especially around this time. And and then just that concept I think fits so well uh, of hacking the reality myth. And I and again the the sequencing and by sequencing meaning the order of the tracks on this album I I think are just perfect yeah. for for where they're placed because when everything slows down then something's brought back in to speed it up. You know, and when you lose everything in in the atmosphere and the ether, then, you know, it comes back with that wild chaos. Like at, at one point, like, yeah, the fast typing versus the slow typing. Right. And, and the reality myth, like bringing in that concept with having the human breath and mouth noises on here. Like really, I, I'm always taken aback when I hear that part because it, it again, it, it humanizes everything so much. And you just hear these, these like tiny mouth sounds but with these other like really big wild sounds and then the consistent heartbeat going through it that's another driving force but i would say that the part that really gets me so excited every time i love all of that i love this track the like balloon release over string music is that so is see you said balloon release what did you think it was great i also I, thought it was a balloon balloon but i the 
not not to cut off our discussion of if, is this a balloon, but also the the breath is very uncomfortable because it's oh, so yeah. up close. But yes. even later, there's like masticating, chewing sounds mm-hmm. happening, and it's it is a really like I said, this track is all over the place, really uncomfortable. It, but Kylie, it you think all, it's something different? Oh, yes, I I thought it was a tea kettle. I thought it was a tea kettle uh, whining. Me? Oh, I thought it was a tea kettle going off with that sad piano part, and then the tea kettle was the bed. That's what I went with, but I can hear both. I could hear the balloon now. What yeah, you say I can that? Hear both, because I I thought it was the balloon because it it at one point the note bends, and you know how when when oh, you sure, sure. the as the air escapes, it always changes the tone. Or is it manipulated uh, again? Who, right? Yeah. Who knows? But it, again, mundane, evocative things like what do we think of when we think of a tea kettle? After that, what do we think of when we think of a balloon? Right. You know, one's hot and one's fragile. Like both of them, you know, give you feelings. This CD in general and contagious orgasm in general, it is a specific mood that you put yourself in when you put on contagious orgasm. But the strange thing about that is I couldn't tell you what mood that is. I don't know is. what it is. I can't tell you what mood that is. It's not the mood necessarily that I want to listen to, hey, a Series 3 CD. It's not a mood that I necessarily want to listen to, say, Hydra Power from something we just recently did. Or Cocky SP. But it is this, Tara said, ineffable and that's the only word that I can get in my head is this ineffable mood that you can be in when you listen to this, that you're open to that crazy breakdown trance beat part in this track. And it's not jarring. It's welcomed. I don't know exactly what that mood is, but it's not like, it's not over the top. Right. Right. You know, and that's why I always think of contagious orgasm, in addition to being, you know, like romantic or, you know, passionate, but, but also introspective yeah. because you have to understand all of those little moods we have. Like how often do you have a feeling, you know, somebody says something and then you, you are taken aback, you cringe and then it's in, in 20 seconds, it's over and you forgot it even happened. You know, it's like all of these micro moods that we just experience throughout you know, a, a live experience. But it's also different than cut up noise. On Seven Inch yeah. Sunday, by my lonesome, I did the K2 Prince of K in Spider Flaming Creature Seven Inch, which is very cut up, very much in the K2 cut up zone. And I talk about what, how cut up is such a strange part of noise. Such a, it's an important part, but it's, it's, it cha- I mean, part of the nature of it is that it changes every single time you listen to it. You almost can't remember it from the last time. But it's also a jarringness to it that is the nature of cut up noise. This isn't necessarily jarring to me, but it is constantly turning over on itself in a way that once I'm in the mood and in the zone for it, I... Like, I know I only want to listen to Contagious Orgasm the rest yeah. of tonight because I've been put myself in this zone. Yeah, even the end of of Hacking the Reality Myth, you just hear like footsteps and laughing. It's like it's, it's just so one person laughing, no talking, just out of context. It's it it is such a again, it it's one of those just odd things that somehow 
it's a, it's, it's neither good nor bad, you know, it's, it's just, it is. I, I wrote down odd and eerie on my notes plenty of times. Mm-hmm. And I think both those words have come up multiple times. It's something we talk about on the podcast is atmosphere a lot. And this next piece sketch for square. Often we try to put ourselves in a, a setting when listening to this, right? We're talking about that right now where you feel like you you're somewhere or you, you have an, a, a visual accompaniment to what you're listening to. And contagious orgasm really defies that. But this sketch for square is the first piece where I, the first thing in my notes just says, where am I? Mm-hmm. Well, great. Where did you go with sketch for square? I I have no idea. You, I, you asked the question, but you never. It was never I answered. Never, I yeah. never figured it out. No. I was in a park in a gazebo, specifically a gazebo. I That's where a, I was yeah. for this entire track. And maybe it's also the, maybe it's also the square. Like a square in the middle of a town that's a park or something like that. But I felt that I was in a it like a like a old timey gazebo or or like the gazebo in the prowler in the f- opening scene oh, in the yeah. prowler. That's where that's where I felt I was in this track. Well, at, at one point in the the field recordings, because again, you know, my first thought was, oh, this is a garden soundtrack because you can hear animals. And then I thought I heard squirrels because they make that distinctive, you know, warning cry. Uh, and then we hear just more rumbles because, again, every now and then there's just like thunder peppered in. <laughs> and yeah. And so, you know, you think you're outside and there's birds and there's animals and, and you're in an idyllic setting. And then you hear rumbling and then you hear a baby crying and that baby is unsettled. And kind of, you know, again, another strange through line that comes in, but the the finger picked guitar that is looped in. So yeah, just I happens call- and you're like, where am I? What is this weird tense dream place? I just and and the way it was looped, you hear the strings, but you also hear this thud. And I, I was just picturing, you know, like a ball bouncing, like in 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 uh, Pong. You know, boom, well, boom, boom. Back this and one forth. also the this one feels like the sample of the guitar is is changing a little bit as we hear yeah. it lengthening or the end is is moving just a little bit. And it also reminded me of something like Oval, which I guess there's not a ton like Oval, but that glitched CD scratch sort of loop approach to something where the loop's not perfect, but that's part of the purpose of it is not being perfect, not being seamless. And you hear that thud and you hear these identifiable things. You can hear this sort of stop. You can hear the stop and end points of said loop. And there's the Mertzbau quote, if by noise you mean uncomfortable sound, then pop music is noise to me. Right, right. <laughs> Babies crying is the most absolute noise, like noise thing. I, it, I, I don't want to hear it on a track. I, I avoid it. Please don't do it. Just never... <laughs> Ever, I don't. It's just please, just don't. <laughs> what about a cat? What about a cat crying? Cats are fine. I mean, I'd rather hear cats purring. <laughs> At first, I thought this was a cat. I wrote cat question mark. Oh no, baby. Well, I can tell you that I hope to be asked to do a hive mind remix someday because now I know exactly what I will be putting on that track. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. So, so you get, you start off, like I said, in some sort of park. Tara was in a garden. It felt, you felt you were outside. You could maybe hear animals. You could maybe hear people. But you're going to get babies crying. And yet, dead is just, no one wants that. It's just not a sound that anyone wants. But maybe it's too I much wanted, time spent on airplanes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, God. Oh, I just got like a flash of PTSD. <laughs> uh, but I still want it on this because it just adds that element of uncomfortableness. You, mm. you felt like you got comfortable. You were comfortable. There's a loop. Yeah, I, can, I can get with this loop. I can get with this. Oh, now I'm not comfortable. Yeah, anymore. but it's not a, um, oh, what's that word? It's not like gratuitous baby crying. It's not, it's not over right. the top. It's just, it's, it's a fussy baby. It's not a baby that's in pain. And I think that that is a, a good distinction to make. You know, this isn't, this isn't something violent. This is something that is moderately uncomfortable. There you, you know, go. like like right now, I'm just moderately uncomfortable. You're moderately uncomfortable on a couch. Twenty four hours a day. There's always something. <laughs> well, you know, I'm an adult. That means there's going to be some degree you. of discomfort. Yeah, yeah, that's both. True. It's a combination. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a combination. Well, you know, inflammation is wild, but <laughs> I will say that that it it is that you know beauty mixed with discomfort and hey what is life if not beauty mixed with discomfort and then we move into firewalker dot 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 and way in way out yes what a great summation of this entire album great ritual sounding drums the fire Literal fire for firewalk. Yeah, really wraps this up. Now, Tara, you also may have what inspired at least the title, but also possibly some of the sounds sampled. Possibly. Uh, Audioactive and Laraji, the way out is the way in. And and the setup. So So this is an album from 1995 it's dub but really some of the the sounds that occur in here are really reminiscent about what's happening here and and having the and in there and way out and way in but again i could be totally totally speculation so totally could be wrong Uh, but it was a pot and listening to it it did feel that could absolutely see the connection vibe wise for this track We've also talked about the a lot of the early Japanese experimental and noise artists referencing something like Tangerine Dream, Craftwork, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and this CD also has that feel to it the the sort of krautrock cosmisha sound. Sure, yes. It's not the same instrumentation. It's not the same arpeggiated melody thing it's not that exactly but in spirit i think it's there yeah it's so weird the way it happens <laughs> you just don't expect it and then go a trance and dub and yeah. just all this electronic music that hiroshi was probably soaking up at the time as well i think that's one of the interesting things about contagious orgasm is that the influences and, and interests come through in such strange ways 
and that that sampled melody the fire the i wrote fire then drums and fire <laughs> yeah, the, totally. the drums come in and that fire roars up but also the the drills i don't know what else that sound was or could be i know exactly what you mean yeah yeah i i just said the riff the fire the birds the kids this track has it all the ominous drums in the scene but the birds are unfazed and then i'm pretty sure we have the sound of of some some form of simian which again get those animals in with with like archetypal sounds and then you get a rhythmic element gonna kind of be a sucker for that like i said you know i was what I, mean? I was in this weird abstract electronic jungle and i stayed there and this track confirmed that's where i was you can really lose yourself in contagious orgasm and just you know kind of it's great when your mind is wandering and zoning out and and doing all those you know that that walking around your mission if you will it's 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 refreshing and i and i love that element of it when you can again ignore it or really immerse yourself in it. Yeah, I really can't recommend Contagious Orgasm enough. Like we said, doing a tape from the 80s, absolutely incredible. I Literally looking up at our shelf right now is a great SSSM comp yeah. that is just staring at us. Prayer for Mankind, incredible. I love that comp. comp. But everything from the 80s to the 90s and to the 2000s, you're not going to know what to expect. There's eras for sure. 80s are thin skinned is going to be something along with confession of mannequin. It's Active just, since 87. So yeah, you got some options there's here. so much stuff. And he was also so into connecting and working with people that weren't exactly like what he sounded like. What exactly does he sound yeah. like? Work with government right? alpha, Perfect. work with teleferique. Teleferique, Government Alpha, Atrax Morgue, yeah. Bad Sector, you know, just, you know, on his comps, you have everyone from Skin Crime to Tessendalo. Mm. It's just this great, yeah. no lines drawn. Yes. Just in, in everything I think of Without Escort parameter. in this way. Without parameter. Yes. Exactly. And I think of Escort in, this wor- in that way. And I think of Contagious Orgasm in that way of working with a, a wide variety of people, having a wide range of sound. You may not know exactly where you're going to get when you hit play, but once you know, that's what you want. It's a great thing. And series two groundfall. I do feel that. And I believe we talking with Eric it is true. I do feel that people were excited to, to do the, the sec, the series two, because yeah. it, it, they felt that they could do, different stuff it wasn't going to be just harsh and it wasn't going to be just quiet you know the k2 cd is still one of the strangest cds in the mix of the entire ground fault series be interested to pop that one on again because it's so such a strange one and i'm sure that in eric's mind he was getting he was getting a series three from k2 and right. you know, maybe not necessarily series three from Contagious Orgasm. Contagious Orgasm to me is is series two, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's yeah. like Contagious yeah. Orgasm encapsulates yeah. series two in a way, right? But you know, and even Eric said that 
you sort of wished you had some more series three, but the ones that are there are absolute classics, all of them. And we'll certainly cover all of them at some point, but this was a really fun CD mm. to cover. Mm. I was really excited that we got to this and this era of contagious orgasm. Cause it's a great era. Can't recommend this enough to everybody. If you liked what we just talked about here, that sounds like something you'd like. Well then you know what? You should grab it, put it on, get into the world of contagious orgasm. We're going to hop over the Patreon and talk about some of the other stuff we've been listening to and watching. And we got a lot of cool stuff getting lined up for this year behind the scenes. So stay tuned for some cool interviews and some cool episodes. It never stops. Noise never stops here. All right. Let's go talk about what we've been listening to. You have been listening to Noise Extra. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artists for over 20 years, by Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra, and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at noise extra, with three A's at the end. Thank you for listening to us and to noise.